Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real sound, thought but you can't take the real sound out of my voice. And now it will go again, twist a little bit of teeth because I got thick skin. Reed, I uh, I put something out on our podcast social media in the last 48 hours uh, before this episode released, and I think it's an important question. It was brought to my attention uh, Wednesday night by a friend of mine, just in a gr- group message, because I guess he and his wife were having a conversation of how many pairs of underwear is adequate to keep in a dresser at one given time. And so I put that out on social media. We got a bunch of responses from two pair to I'll take as many as I can get. And uh, I purposefully didn't provide my opinion on the topic. Uh, you, You put up a tweet uh, showing what what you uh, think is is adequate, yep. which I believe was like I replied fourteen. I think I said twelve. Twelve. Okay. Minimum twelve. Meaning, I think yes. Twelve need... minimum plus five to six sets for workouts was yes. your tweet. So my, do you want my thoughts or yes, do you want to give your thoughts a, first? No, I'd love a rationale behind it. Okay, so my thoughts is I do laundry once a week roughly speaking, every six to seven days, I'm doing my entire laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it is necessary uh, because you wear one pair during the day and then I obviously shower at night and then put on a new pair to go to bed. Okay. In any instance where I may need a second pair throughout the day, if I do something and need to shower and change clothes, if I'm doing yard work or if I go to a baseball game or whatever, I come home and it's the afternoon and I want to change and shower and I need another pair, I feel like having a, a, a handful of backup pairs, one, one, per, one per day of the week with a handful of backup pairs. That should get you through your six or seven days until you do your laundry again. Now, with workouts, I'm working out three to four times a week when I'm go- when I'm going in the off season, and then in season is it, we just work out at the facility and they take care of the laundry. Uh, but at home, I feel like I need three to four uh, just for my workouts, and then an extra one to two because we live in Texas in the off season, and you really. May need you know if you're if you're going across the street to play at the kid kitty park you know Jeez, with two, with your kids you you throw on some workout underwear you do not want to wear normal underwear outside no. of Texas in no. July never Ever. so uh you're gonna catch a cold case of the uh, SBSS um if you're interested in what that is DM the podcast account uh <laughs> so that's my rationale behind twelve. Minimum, 12 minimum, minimum twelve normal underwear, uh, and I'm talking 
Um, br- uh, let's see. I want to. I want to make sure I get it right. Briefs mm. are the the tight to your mm. leg. Briefs. See, I'm a boxer guy. Briefs only. No. Okay. So I don't know what the average was of all of the responses that we had, but most of them echoed your same sentiment, which is enough to get to laundry day. One to two pairs a day throughout the week. So uh, we have roughly two weeks worth, AKA 14 ish plus a few designated workout pairs. Um, It's entirely, somebody else says it's entirely a function of how long you go between laundry cycles. Better to have too many than too few. Bills by a billion says I have like 60 TBH. Seems which much. So let me give my that sounds like that sounds like somebody who got who asked for Hanes underwear Mm. for Christmas. The ones that rip. No, just the the packs of like the 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 packs of like ten that you can get Mm -hmm. from from Walmart. Yeah, and. He got one from his wife. One from his mom. He and got dad. one from his brother. He got one from his mom and dad. Kids. And maybe one from a friend. Yeah. So there's your 60, your dozen pairs of underwear. <laughs> well, uh, so let me give my opinion on the topic before I proceed because I feel like that this is important for context. So the way I look at it, currently in my drawer right now, I should have counted this morning. Currently in my drawer, I have roughly 30 pair of the exact same underwear. Lulu? No. It's the, um, oh shoot. It's the one from, uh, from, from Target. Uh, pair of Thieves. Yes. The, the Thieves one. Yes. I tried those. Thieves. Hated them. I so I got their boxers because okay. I'm a I boxer also have guy. Funny after this, so and I have I had this amazing pack of boxers that I um, that I got I think when I was in college. It was a ton, it was a ton of them. It was Nautica brand, and they came from Costco, which is why there was okay. a ton of them. Um, wore them out just like I mean just. Loved them. They were great. But I was starting to run out of them. They were starting to rip, starting to, the waistband was starting to separate. Anyway, bought a whole bunch of the pair of thieves underwear, 30 some odd pairs. And then I have like five pair of like Nike compression shorts. I've tried Lulu. I've tried, um, the Tommy John I've tried like, cannot do i can't number one i can't do briefs number two i cannot do like the i can't do like the the synthetic like stretch material it's just Mm. like i don't like it um but number one i i have to have enough to get me to laundry day obviously i put on a pair of underwear in the morning when i wake up I go the entire day in that pair of underwear, unless I obviously shower or whatever uh, throughout the day. At night, shower before bed, put on another pair of underwear. Okay. Sleep through the night. 
new pair of underwear goes on. I'm not wearing the same pair Whoa. of underwear that I wore to sleep. So that is, so I'm wearing two pairs of underwear per day. Minimum. Okay. So if I go seven days, that's 14 pair of underwear. That's not even counting workout, workout underwear. And uh, if I, you know, am running around and need, uh, you know, an extra, if I shower, no wonder, like you're, no wonder your Nautica ones wore out so fast. Pair. You're yeah. washing oh, yeah. them twice as much. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not hang drying them. So it's, they're, they're going to get beat up in the dryer. But um, that's so that's my answer. Cannot have too many pairs of underwear. Just can't. Uh, we got um, anything under 10 pairs, which is low anyways. Uh, Ken Dorsey fan account says 14, 15, um, minimum probably eight. But you don't want to lock yourself into having to do laundry one time a week, or you'll need more. Max would be whatever fits in one drawer, trying to be space conscious, because having more than one drawer full of underwear is psychotic. I'd say you'll want 15 pairs. So uh, the, the listeners settled around, um, settled around two, two pairs. Sorry, thought somebody was at my house. I lost your audio. Hang on. Gotcha. Can't hear you. There we go. Hello? Um, you got a dog around? No, it's the uh, bug guy. Oh, nice. Got to keep them. Got to keep the bugs out when it's, what, 40 degrees in Houston? Yep. Man. Anyway. I just thought that that was an interesting question to bring up. It clearly there's like a very strong majority that say 14 to 15 pairs is, is a solid number. Um, I did have somebody, I think somebody on the Instagram story responded with like four pair. That's way too, are you doing laundry every day? At, at the minimum every two, because if you don't, you're, you're stretch. I mean, you might be reusing some. You might be you might be picking up those underwear and, and seeing which one stinks the least to, to reuse your underwear. Uh, I've done okay. it with I've done it with t-shirts, never with underwear. <laughs> I've I've picked up a t two t-shirts and been like, all right, this one this one's the this one's the the winner for today. I, I need anyway. All right, so one more thing before we move on. Uh, this uh, Towards the end of the season, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, my teammate, Stefan Diggs, and I believe his brother in Dallas. Trayvon. Uh, Trayvon. Uh, they are investors in a company called Saks. Mm. Uh, S-A-X-X. And they dropped a box of some goodies to us. Nice. Uh, around uh, the end of the season, and it had a bunch of underwear in it. So I am currently trying out some. How do we feel about underwear. sacks? Um, not to get TMI, but well, well, I think we're already TMI. Yep. I'll let you look up the design of the sacks underwear and uh, mm. see if you can. All right. So moving on, <laughs> uh, going into last weekend's games. 
Uh, were you able to watch both? Did you get to watch yes. both games? Yes. So uh, Philly, uh, San Francisco played in the early game on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't much of a game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Brock Purdy got injured pretty early on, and uh, Philly kind of ran away with it with a couple turnovers that they uh, turned into points. So um, I didn't have a ton uh, really to, to cover on this game other than the fact that Philly – um, I mean, they 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 have definitely taken advantage of of the matchups that they've had. You yeah. know, playing a wild card team with the Giants that some people uh, were surprised made it made it past Minnesota. Uh, for those of you that listened here, we were not surprised. Um, and then taking obviously taking advantage of uh, playing San Francisco with uh, their fourth string quarterback. Uh, going into this yeah. season, so uh, Brock Purdy being the third, so uh, you and know, then, and then he even he went out. I think that's it what, Josh, yeah, is it Josh Johnson? Josh he, Johnson, he got he hurt also with a concussion. Brock Purdy comes back in. And I actually just hands saw them all off. I saw a mic'd up time. today. I saw a mic'd up today clip of Kittle on the sideline asking Brock Purdy if he was ambidextrous and if he could throw left-handed. Interesting and. I don't know if that was like a legit question, or if he was like screwing with him. I was probably screwing with him, but there, I yeah, probably would not want to be asked that question given the at magnitude that point you were of down. the situation. Well, I think they probably were down a few touchdowns yeah. at that point. So, yeah. um, it, yeah, it was bad. It was ugly. Yeah, yeah, it was not great. Uh, so Philly advances to be uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, the late game uh, was a much better game. Uh, Kansas City defeats uh, the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 on a late field goal by Harrison Butker. Um, Got to be careful. What are your thoughts on the game, Reed? What we talk about uh, because you never know who's listening. And I'd love to know your thoughts on the end of the fine. game and how that unfolded. Um, all I'm going to say is it's uh, quite uh, it's quite surprising – the rationale that is used by both sides on the fifth down play. Because mm. I've seen a lot on social media, Twitter for the most part, um, both fan bases explaining their side of how they, their bias. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's funny because it's even, even myself, and you and everybody, we have our own biases because of who is who. Who we are fans of, who is paying us. It 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 all goes into it. So um, it's just say what you want. You, you gotta, I guess you gotta play the game. But it is uh, it was interesting to watch. I think that's all I'm gonna say. That was that was great. That was like I'll, as, I'll give I'll that give was as kudos, gray as they as you could have made that. I'll give kudos with, to Patrick Mahomes for hobbling out there mm-hmm. on one leg. I couldn't believe that he was even practicing, much less playing in the game. Hmm. Like when I saw the injury the previous week, uh, it was I couldn't believe that he came back into that game. Yeah, uh, much less you know yeah. go on to play this this past sunday but um yeah pretty interesting yeah congrats to uh kc for uh 
beating Cincinnati and um, being third, the representative yeah. of the AFC for the third time in four years. Four years, I believe. Yep. So congrats to them. Yep. They're doing doing really, really good things, uh, especially in the kicking game. Yes. Um, last week we we had a little bit of talk about the Cincinnati specialists, but this week it's all about the KC specialists. Yes. Reed, give us our after the snap clutch snap of the week, please. Yes, after the snap clutch snap of the week for week twenty something. We'll just go uh, for the championship week. Uh, congratulations to James Winchester Let's of the go. Kansas City Chiefs for uh, his beautiful snap on the game-winning 45-yard field goal uh, at the end of the fourth quarter to go back to the Super Bowl. So congrats to James. Yeah, congrats. And uh, we haven't had an after-the-snap clutch snap of the week in several weeks now. Yeah, it's Obviously, been a bit. Less, less games, less opportunities for a – game winner but it felt like i think the last, last one year, we had was uh jacksonville a few weeks ago before uh yeah. ross's interview yeah it just felt it felt like last year to me it was there was so many more clutch field goals throughout the course of the playoffs evan mcpherson namely yeah, the, the, the divisional the, round had three i think on on its own yeah so um this this year in the playoffs, not not quite as as heavy in the in the kicking game. Uh, there were a lot more blowouts this year throughout the playoffs. So, um, but this week we are rolling into the Pro Bowl games, Ooh. which for the for the first time it is not a Pro Bowl football game. There is a series of uh, skills challenges and. Um, the flag football games, game games, uh, giving less opportunity to get the best players in the league injured. Yes. Um, congratulations again to our boys, Morgan Cox and Andrew DePaula, Morgan Cox, friend of the pod. Um, the long snappers for this week will be participating in kick tack toe, which is um, each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper will compete in a tic-tac-toe competition um, where the field goal posts are um, – there's nine quadrants. Yep. And they're basically aiming to get three in a row and uh, knock the other team out, which I think is, an, is a really, really cool concept. I feel like I've seen that before. They used to do it a long time ago. At the Pro Bowl, was at it the just Pro like Bowl. part of maybe the, fifteen like the week, years ago? Yeah, it was just, of, yeah. Or... They used to do the uh, uh, the all the skills competitions and stuff. The longest throw, the hit the targets, stuff like that for the quarterbacks, um, different things. So um, they are bringing this back. Yeah. So pretty pretty sweet event. Um, also, one of note. Um, well, I'll, I'll go through a couple of them. So they've got best catch. Uh, which is two players from each conference in a competition showcasing creativity, inventiveness, and talent. I'm assuming this is like the dunk competition where they just get to do some sort of cool backflip catch or like run and like catch it between their legs or something cool. Um, participating in that one is... Uh, sorry, I'm on two different web pages. 
best catch, uh, Pat Sertain uh, and Stefan Diggs from the AFC, and um, Justin Jefferson and Amon Ra St. Brown from the NFC. So um, you had to know Justin Jefferson was going to be in that. Of course. Like, I'm, you know what? I am surprised. So they, the AFC has Pat Sertain, who's a defensive a back. DB. Which they may have needed some. I, I don't know if they, you know, I don't know if they like pit, were able to pick which events that they wanted to be in. But um, I'm surprised that Tyreek isn't in that one. Um, is he which, still going? Oh shoot! Is he? Did he opt out? He may have opted out. No, he's he's on the dodgeball team. Oh. He's on there the, may have been only a certain yeah. amount of events you could do. I don't he know. May have, he may have uh, preferred to do the dodgeball. But anyway, so they've got uh, best catch, precision passing, obviously the quarterbacks, uh, long, longest drive, which is a uh, golf event, which yep. will be cool. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some specialists involved there. Um, let's see who's – because I'm curious now. J- uh, Justin Tucker, Jordan Poyer. Is Jordan Poyer a good golfer? Huge golfer. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Best on the team? Who's the best um, on the team? Probably Case Keenum. Okay. Is pretty close to scratch. I don't know what Poyer's handicap is. De- definitely single digits. Yeah. Uh, Josh is pretty good too. Um, Jason yeah. Sanders is right. far and away our best golfer. Hmm. Like – Probably shooting. Good to play down in, in Florida. There's a ton of courses. Yeah. Yeah, and he's from Pretty California. Good. You know, spent time in uh, New Mexico, which is very mm-hmm. close to a lot of those courses in in Phoenix. So a lot of good. He's he spent places in a lot of spent time in a lot of places with good golf. Uh, so we've got from the AFC: Justin Tucker, Jordan Poyer, C.J. Mosley, Devonte Adams, and Matt Judon. So. I don't know anything about their golf prowess. Um, from the NFC, we've got Jonathan Allen, Tress Way, another specialist, um, Deron Payne, TJ Hawkinson, and Zadarius Smith. Interesting. So uh, three players from the Commanders and two players from the Vikings hogging the NFC longest drive competition. Interesting. Um and then to round out the rest of the events, we've got uh, lightning round, um, dodgeball, flag football, gridiron gauntlet, and move the chains. Um, flag football will will be prime time TV. That'll be that'll be Definitely. fun to watch. And um, I think to me, I think that the um, I think that the gridiron gauntlet is going to be really cool too. That's like a um, it's like an obstacle course that they mm. are doing relay race style side by side. So that'll be, that'll be cool. But um, those, those will be on sounds like Thursday and Sunday. Um, interesting that there's nothing on Friday, Friday, Saturday, uh, but Pro Bowl games action Thursday at seven, which is tonight as we're recording this, uh, there'll be five events and then Sunday at 3 p.m. will be uh, the rest of the events, including the flag football game. Um, Want to get into uh, probably the biggest news of the week and the biggest news, I would say, this thus far in the offseason. Uh, yesterday we saw 
excuse me, the uh, end of a few eras, uh, three decades, uh, span, uh, career spanning three decades. Uh, Tom Brady retired. Um, and, and for the I second put, time, in quotes, for good this time is what he said. So <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, for those who did not see the uh, video that Tom posted, it looked like he was sitting um, kind of on the sand dunes at a beach. Uh, and I saw, I did see a tweet yesterday that said, Imagine you're going out for your morning walk at the beach and you see Tom Brady filming a retirement video uh, as you walk past. I just think that would, the, be, that would be dunes. hilarious. Yeah. He's over in the dunes retiring. Yeah. So uh, the the kind of the only the only thing um, uh, I put on here is looking ahead. I saw a couple of people talking about the the Hall of Fame classes for um, twenty seven and twenty eight in four or five years. Um, a couple big name. Uh, Court, uh, not even quarterbacks, uh, just a couple of big name uh, NFL guys: uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Andrew Whitworth. Um, I was looking at a website, kind of listing who would be eligible, uh, and I, I think he's after winning a Super Bowl, 27, he's twenty-seven. Right? Uh, he's definitely got to be, yeah, pretty close, right? After winning yeah. a ring last year. And then uh, in 28 will be Tom Brady and J.J. Watt. I think those are – obviously Brady is a shoe-in. I think J.J. Yeah. is uh, pretty close as well. So, um, you know, with 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 the Brady retirement, that kind of leaves um, Aaron Rodgers. I know you posted something about it yesterday. Aaron Rodgers is kind of the only quarterback from that era still playing. I mean, you got – Really the only, the only player. Like- player. Yeah, I mean uh, nobody nobody else has been playing even close to as long as they have. That is, yeah, I think Jason like, Peters is really the only one that's like I'm saying that's like reminiscent. Like, look, oh, yeah. like you think back about some of the biggest moments in football as you were growing up. Like Brady and Rogers are the last of that generation. You got um, Peyton, Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, like that that crew of of quarterbacks um rogers hopefully will not be done because that would be really really sad yep so reed i'm rolling down my uh twitter feed yesterday and i personally i follow several of the barstool uh twitter um Barstool podcasters personalities. and per- personalities. Thank you. Um, including Big Cat, PFT commenter from Pardon My Take, um, and, a, and a couple more. PFT commenter from Pardon My Take is also on um, a podcast called Macro Dosing with Arian Foster. Uh, used to be running back at Tennessee. How about them, them balls? Um, and then at, uh, in Houston for a little bit. Anyway, Aaron Foster claimed on their podcast that the NFL is rigged and that it is scripted. Interesting. I did see that. And so um, as hilarious as that claim is, 
even more hilarious were the tweets from Alvin Kamara and the like, just like playing along with the joke. Mm -hmm. um, I believe Alvin Kamara said something to the effect of uh, when I saw what our script was for this season and it was like a, uh, a dude like pissed off. Um, did you have any favorites in terms of like the tweets? It was kind of becoming a thing yesterday yep. to just like kind of play along with the with the bit that the NFL is rigged. Two favorites. Uh, one, uh, RG3 uh, talking about when he saw the good. script for his season yes. in uh, 2013 or 14, whenever he yeah. got hurt. I That's thought good. that was pretty – Comedic. Yep. Um, secondly, when the, the other one I saw, it was not Jason Pierre Paul, but it was the tweet was Jason Pierre Paul when he reads the script for the summer of 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's, it's just this guy like looking at his hand. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one got me pretty good. But um, no, there was so many. Yesterday, I mean, you, if you go back to the, the uh, tweet, I don't know if it was from PFT or Arian or maybe the the podcast account that they were mm -hmm. that they were the background yeah, account. account. Um, uh, it may have been PFT. If you just look at the quote tweets on the video, oh. it's all time classic uh, twittering right there. So um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, there, there's. I know people love to joke that the NFL is scripted. Uh, they're, I, I, it, it's, it's not, first off, it's not. And sec, are, do you find one? I'm just like, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, you could scroll those quote tweets yeah. for days. It's the ones the the funny ones are the are the ones of like Lions my, fans. My reaction in the to, last fifty years reading the script, like, like stuff my like reaction that. to our worst year in yes, like notable year yep. in recent memory. Um, <laughs> uh, this dude says Jeff Saturday reading the script for the twenty twenty two season, and it's uh, Drewski like. You want me? <laughs> There's so many good ones. Um, so many good but ones. But I guess my thought on it is like, if it was, how many people would have to be in on this secret for that everybody. to be possible? Like, everybody. No, I'm saying like, how many people beyond players, coaches, league staff, like how many people are we talking about? Are we how many players are in the league? Fifty times thirty. It's like three pro times there's probably with 18, practice squad grand, that's probably over two grand twenty five hundred people. Yeah, max. Sure, we're talking twenty five hundred players alone, not to mention coaches, training staff, um, support front staff. office, support staff, video, like. You're talking a lot of people in on this script. Hilarious. Um, but it it blew up yesterday when PFT tweeted out that uh, that clip.
but Aaron Foster is he's brilliant for for doing yeah. that because it drew a lot of people to their podcast page that had not been there before. Yeah. So. Next week I'm just gonna think of something extremely outrageous. Yeah. To say I mean, on the podcast and we can clip it. We'll call post it, it, retweet it, and see if we can go viral. We'll call it skip baylessing. Skipping. Skip yeah. Give me your Skipping. skip take. Yeah. He's been doing it for an entire career on TV, just saying outlandish things to make money and people keep falling into the trap. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so one more thing uh, just to finish off this week's pod. One more thing. Uh, our final thing. They're back at it again, baby. They're back at it. And uh, I, just ha- I, I have ranted to no end about Major League Baseball and the fact that they can't help but just continuously shoot themselves in the foot. And then also their viewers. And they shoot themselves, then they the shoot themselves in the view. And, yes. And then the viewers are just getting sprayed with blood. Yeah. That's basically what ha- what's yeah. happening here. Uh, for those who, for those who uh, didn't see the news yesterday, YouTube TV uh, has dropped MLB Network for the time being. We don't know if it's going to come back. There has been a few instances where they've dropped the channel for a few weeks or a few days and it's come back after they reach an agreement. Um, I think it happened with NFL Network maybe a few years ago. Uh, I <laughs> I am so mad. Like, I saw that yesterday, and I just – my heart rate spiked because I was did pissed. You, did I you see, see it on I social media, or did you, see yes. the, did you see the email? Because I got I an saw email, the email on YouTube TV. I saw first. the email first. Yeah. And then, just to clarify, I had to go to Twitter search just to make sure what I was seeing was correct. That pissed me off. That's, that's not that you were going to be from, able to watch from, that much MLB uh, out of no, out of network anyway. From with your uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, I know we're, whatever we're, we're blacked out of five teams, which is which hope is, you like watching the the Dodgers. Hope you like watching everybody, yeah. but who you actually want to watch? We're we're blacked out of five teams, which Comedy. is for the for most days during baseball season is. 10 teams because each team is playing another team, which is a third of the games every day. You're blacked out. Um, I, I was so mad uh, that, it, that I watch MLB network between for the months of April through October, Six months out of the year, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, seven months out of the year, I watch MLB Network. If it, if I have my TV on, it's on. Yeah. I'm not watching ESPN. Like I'm not watching anything else unless there's a football game on. I can't begin to explain how stupid this is for Major League Baseball to not pay up so their fans and their young fans who they're trying to grow the game can 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 have baseball on their television. Not and to mention, you know the stupid thing is right before spring training. 
Yeah. We're about a, to go into right spring, before training. spring training. B, do you know how many people are going to flock to YouTube TV for Sunday ticket coming next football season? Millions of people are going to sign up for YouTube TV. Millions of people. And guess what channel is not going to be on there for them to watch? Millions of sports fans are signing up for your service, YouTube TV, and MLB doesn't want to agree to have their channel on there on the off chance that, oh, maybe some of those football fans will tune into MLB Network and in turn create more ad revenue. I know it's way more complicated than that. That's the, that that that's like the baseline of my understanding. More views, more money seems pretty straightforward to me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it. I I am MLB fans should be extremely disappointed in the association that they support. Yeah, I, I when I saw yeah, the email right. come across yesterday, I was like, "This is because the YouTube TV has has very rarely struggled with being able to work out negotiating deals." And I think there was one point in time, maybe last year, or the year before, where they had an issue. I think with like Disney, um, and the like, they were going to drop ESPN for a little while, and then they ended up being able to sort it out. Um, this one, this one to me is, is just another, to me, it's not, it's not YouTube TV's fault. It's MLB network or the MLB having a history of screwing over people who want to watch their content, yep. watch games, watch pregame shows, watch the fantasy shows, watch all the, all of the content that MLB mm -hmm. is, is trying to push, like you said, to young viewers, not there. And to me, it's, it's just it's a shame. It, it is a shame because, um, like you said, they could have they could have benefited the league and that brand so well by s staying with. And and who knows? Maybe next week they'll have it worked out and it'll come back, come right back. But they could have benefited so well by taking advantage of all of those viewers that they're about to be getting from uh, from the NFL Sunday ticket being on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, it's it, Rob Manfred is uh, taking another L right now. So yes, he is. Um, it's just, it started with the, well, <laughs> for you, it started with blacking you out of five different teams, which to me, is just bonkers. I can't believe that that's even a thing. And then, secondly, it was uh, the the lockout last year that was just it was hard to watch. Uh, felt like there was just nothing happening. That there was no there were no negotiations actually taking place, and yeah. he was just kind of out there screwing around. And yeah. then this, so um, we'll see. Hopefully, yep. YouTube TV just comes through for us, and and. Uh, Drops that bag to get us MLB Network back. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's I think it's I think the onus is on Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah, I not would say YouTube so. TV. I would say um, so, but but if if it MLB takes two to tango, 
Takes the MLB to wants to make a deal, but um, has a higher price tag. Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and YouTube will see it as a valuable investment. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing before we go, make sure to watch our guy, uh, Josh Allen, competing in the Pebble Beach program uh, this weekend. I think it's going – it started yesterday on Wednesday, going – Thursday, Friday, uh, and then through end of day Saturday. So I'll be tuning in uh, while I'm home uh, to see our see our guy playing. I think he's with. I was reading earlier. He's with the same guy he was with last year, uh, Kevin or something. Kevin Harris. I don't know. I didn't recognize the name, but uh, he's with the same guy. So tune in. I'm sure you'll see a bunch of stuff on social media. Um, but yeah, he's just uh, think he. Where you at? He froze. I said, just think, um, he could have been doing the long drive competition at the Pro Bowl, but come on. I think he's he's he 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 called in sick. Hey, he called in I sick mean, to the uh, to the to the Pro Bowl. So we've all. Uh, I, I think I'd rather play. I think I'd play Pebble Beach. We've all wanted to spend an extra day on the course, and sure. I cannot fault him for that. So, or a couple yeah, extra. Good luck to uh, good luck to Josh, and hopefully he and Kevin question mark can <laughs> that might can, not even be his do name. the do the thing. So his name that is, a, is <laughs> I thought I knew. Sorry. Come I on. I was, I was trying to look it up. Hey, Siri. Uh, li- uh, Who is Josh Allen playing with at Pebble Beach this weekend? Nope. That's Stoke City, England championship. It doesn't matter. Good luck. Well, to now Josh. we gotta now we gotta find it. Because our our listeners are counting on us. Um Kevin, please tell me his name is Kevin. His first name is K. Kevin, Kevin. I apologize to the listeners for the dead airspace. Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell. See how close. Keith question mark. Anyway, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you again for joining us. As always, you can follow us on social media at After the Snap Pod, Instagram, Twitter, all of the places. We will see you right back here next week after the snap. This has been. Hmm, I didn't like that. That was weird. Roll with it. This has been After the Snap Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down. See ya. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. 
Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.